Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So this will definitely feel like a delayed conversation when you all are <laughs> listening to it, but know that this was the peak of what was going on while we were recording this, okay? So just like give me a break. But you know how sorority rush is what's trending right now on TikTok? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just thought I would tell a funny story. And I have three or four videos that have come out since then. And I do not understand. I'm honestly a little bit frustrated at this point because accumulatively between all of them, I'm approaching right around 60,000 views with three or four videos. And I'm like, why can I talk about the ridiculousness of sorority rush? But then I talk about an actual helpful thing for <laughs> no small one business owners <laughs> and like 200 people see it. Because mm-hmm. to me, this says more about people's behavior than it does about my ability to share things that are of quality. Does that make sense? Because like, if I was just shitty at making TikToks, then theoretically, none of them should get traction, I would think. I don't know. I've seen some pretty shittily made TikToks that get traction. I think it's a lawless land over there. I don't know. But I find it incredibly frustrating. I'm like, Can we just be involved in less drama? So I have a theory that I need to be more dramatic in business. I was like, so what is your point? (laughs) No, I just have a theory that I need to be more dramatic in business for people to care, which is just stupid because honestly, because I was starting to think about this. This is just a rant at this point, but (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why we were getting so much traction early on in business because I feel like we were like the antithesis of a lot of what was going on Mm -hmm. at the time. And now people have been through the pandemic. And so like their priorities have changed and they're starting to see what we're saying as like right and normal. (laughs) Cause they're like, Oh yeah, I agree. I should really prioritize my life. But like, if we had said that, four years ago they'd be like hustle culture and Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's like all of a sudden we're less relevant because they agree you know yeah also what's your point (laughs) i find that frustrating like why can't we agree with people and have it still be of value to us why do we always have to have i don't i just don't think that's true i just think you're basing it in the lens of a app that the algorithm is bonkers 
And like you of all people know that like the quantity of people seeing it doesn't mean that that message isn't impactful. (laughs) I don't disagree at all. It just messes with my head. It just messes with my head. I want it to be more predictable so I know what to do is really what it all comes down to. Mm -hmm. See, I just don't care because I don't care about social media. (laughs) No. So, you know, I think it's just like, I don't need to understand your algorithm or people's listening behaviors because I'm just going to make what I feel fun. And I agree. I think that's great. But for me, I want it to feel worth my time. And I get that if it's just fun, then that should be enough. But for me, I want Well, I just like, I'm kind of baffled at how this conversation is going right now. This is not you because like, okay, 200 people watch your video. Is that not worth your time for 200 people to impact 200 people? I guess. I I feel like you need a TikTok break. It's fucking with your brain. I don't know. I don't know. If 20 people see it and they're like- I've recorded like three videos in a month. I don't know if that's- (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a break, but it's just interesting. I just find it all fascinating. Yeah. No, I think the culture of TikTok is fascinating. I think trying to shift or edit your behavior, not just you, but anyone, the collective you, to match what an algorithm is telling us to do is not how I want to spend my life. No, just so I'm super clear, that's not how I want to spend my life either. I just find it dumb that, like, you can talk about something that, like, honestly caused a lot of trauma in my life. (laughs) And, like, more people care. Well, I don't know if more people care. The algorithm decides that more people care to see that than to see something that has more of a positive effect. That's what I'm just saying. It's like, I would like more good news than bad news is really what it comes down to. Yeah, there's a... I can't remember their name, but there's someone I follow. I think their account is literally good news, bad news, stuff like that. Or it's like, good morning. I just have bad news today. And so you can like skip through the ones that are just bad news if that's not what you want. And then they'll share things, pockets of good news, which is also really helpful. I am super into the, I mean, I'm a pop culture fanatic, always have been super interested in everything pop culture. And I have become recently obsessed in the last like year or so with PR relationships And really understanding, like, do we think that one's a PR relationship or do we think it's real? Do we think, you know... Are we talking about Kim K here? Yeah, that's the recent one that's coming to light of, like, people resharing their old TikToks back in the day when they first started, like, absolutely calling it a PR relationship and being like, they're going to be broken up by this time and they're going to be doing this. And then now they're like, see, I was right. See, I was right. And I still don't know where I stand with them because... Although I absolutely think it's a PR relationship, 100%, there are way too many signs that are pointing to the fact that it is. Like in my brain, I think she accidentally fell for him. Yeah. I think it was one of those like classic walk to remember Mandy Moore moments where she was like, just promise you won't fall in love with me. And like he said that to her and she was like, okay, I promise. And then now like one of them likes each other. Although there's someone else I follow on TikTok that has this green line theory. And the theory is like he looks at all these photos of couples and he draws like a green line like down the center of their face. And he can like predict like whether one person is going to be the reason why the relationship is over, that person isn't as interested or they cheated or whatever. And the theory is like one person's green line is always like leaning away from the other person in like every photo. And so he did a whole green line theory and like 
every green line that was leaning in was Pete every single time. And Kim's was either straight or leaning away. (laughs) And so he's just like, I was right. The green line's never wrong. But then (laughs) the really funny part was that he then did a series of photos with him and his girlfriend. Oh no. She's pulling away. Oh no. And he was like, what? (laughs) What? Oh no. Oh no. I could talk PR relationships all day, every day, if you want to chat it, not just with this one, because I feel like this one's a super obvious one, but there are others that I have theories on as well. I feel like with pop culture, I either know everything or literally I am so in the dark. Like I'm the kind of person who never knows who's singing what song or what's oh, yeah, no. popular no. or who starred in what movie. Like I'm not good at any of that, but like. No, I'm I'm absolutely the girl on IMDb in the middle of a show or a movie. (laughs) Meaning like, where have I seen this person before? What else are they in? How tall are they? Who are they dating? (laughs) I feel like you look familiar to me. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Well, we could sit and talk pop culture or TikTok all day long. Clearly, it still has its hold on us as a community. (laughs) Even if we don't want to care. It sucks you in, clearly. Yes. Well, I wanted to chat today about another thing that I hope that we can provide kind of the uplifting side of it. That is what we are trying to do with one of our elements. We don't want to be every time we talk about work and life and business and like the struggles that you're in or the phase that you're in, the milestone that you're at right now. We don't want to always sit in the despair because I also strongly think that there are a bunch of times when we're in business where like things are good and we also know that we want to grow or change or scale or create a system or whatever it might be. And I am of the belief that you don't have to like always be in a despair in order to seek change or growth. So we developed this thing really early on this year, taking new name suggestions, by the way. So please slide into our DMs over at Boss Project. Because what we were seeing is a theme across our clients and our community and just people we were chatting with on Instagram. We named it the cycle of doom, where y'all, it's like a figure eight, right? And so it's a never ending cycle where you know you want more revenue, you want more growth, you want more profit. And you think that the only way for that to come to your business is by growing a team or helping more clients. It's more is going to support more. And you don't know, it's like a chicken or the egg situation because you maybe don't have enough cash flow to feel comfortable investing in an employee or the systems or the structure or the know-how. And so you don't, but you're convinced that that's the thing that's making you not land more clients because you don't have any more time. And so it's just this like cycle of like, I don't know which lever to pull or what to do differently in order to get out of how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I think it's easy to catastrophize that situation and make it seem like, which is why we initially named it the cycle of doom. Cause like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm always going to be in a cash flow. We had a client too. She was literally in this cycle of doom or the cycle. And she told us her business was in crisis mode. And so I just want, I want the like, I'm the type of person, at least these days, where I'm trying to look at and find opportunity in a lot of situations. I'm not saying every situation. for sure. And I'm not trying to be like, 
it can be shitty and we still need to find the good all the time. Like I also am not that person because like sometimes it's just shitty, but I also feel like we just like beat ourselves up for stages that we get in business. Like we shouldn't be there. And sometimes like that's just part of the journey. Yeah. Let's normalize that when you get to this point, it is a big opportunity for change, but we typically see it as like, I can't see like it's like a fog like I can't see beyond this all I can ever see is I don't have enough cash to add more support to my team but I don't have enough clients to earn more money to get the support I need and so then you're constantly wondering where's the cash going to come from so that I can like go to this next level and instead of worrying constantly about the cash, I think that this is an opportunity for analysis. This is an opportunity for us to identify some of the underlying causes of the situation we're in. I like to think of it like you are a contestant on the show Survivor and you could, you know, they only let you bring a certain amount of things to the island and they give you some things. Sometimes you have to go through a challenge to unlock the thing, right? But you're like given a set of tools and resources on this island to reach an end goal. And that's kind of where you're at right now. You have things, you have clients, you have an offer, you are selling it, you have a business, you have tools and resources right in front of you. You have strategies you could try. You could learn a new system or process. Like there are options available to you. And if you want something different, the end goal of survivor, right? If you want to be not booted off the island and you want to win the prize money at the end, you have to get to that other side, right? And so if we look at the tools that we literally have right now, what I like to put the lens on is like, how can I make the most out of what I've got right now, or how innovative can I be at the resources that are available to me to make the most out of just the next thing in order to see change or a pivot. Instead of sitting here like, I need more in order to get through this change. Yes. I think that's the thing that I want to put like a lens on is that so often we get in these situations and we assume that the answer and the solution is outside of ourselves. Like we need to find something new. We need to get a new process. We need to get a new software. We need to hire a new person who's going to fix the thing. And, And we've talked about like how often people try to outsource the problem instead of the solution. And I think so often that's the situation we're in. Like I've definitely seen some people in this exact situation say, oh, you know what I actually need? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hire a salesperson preemptively. I don't have the cash yet, but I'm willing to take the temporary cut to get this person in and they're going to increase my sales so that I can keep this thing growing. But then you're like, wait a second, do I even have the capacity for more clients? Do I even have the backend support to take on more? On the other side, that is my biggest frustration of when people are like pulling their next idea out or sharing their next focus with us when nine times out of 10, it's like, I'm going to focus on marketing next and I'm going to get more leads. I'm going to land more clients and I'm going to create whatever system it is in order to make that happen. And we're sitting over here like, okay, so they can come on board with what process? So they can have what shitty client experience because you haven't figured out how to productize the way that you're delivering your thing so that you can like 
have delayed communications, make your delivery time longer, have the projects that never end. So you can feel overwhelmed by now all the people that you're helping. Like, why is that always the solution that we think that we're going to come up with? Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I had an answer. I think oftentimes we get fearful in these situations and we assume that while we were enough to get us here, we are not enough to get us there. Well, and here's the thing though. Here's what I'm going to say to that. You with your current skill set, resources, and tools on that island might not be enough. And that's okay. That's literally okay. 
your brain got you to where you're at right now because you're really, really good at what you do and you serve your people really well. And when we hit a roadblock of I want and and or need more, we are frustrated that it isn't as easy or it isn't happening as quickly as what we got so far, like the point that we've come to so far, because there are literal different skill sets that are required different processes and systems that are required that will help that move along. Are there people that just like ultimately figure it out or live in that messy middle forever? Absolutely. But I think now more than ever, we're wanting to, we're okay with the messy middle as long as like we are also still prioritizing our days and ourselves and our health and our stability. And it's that disconnect of, I want the growth and the scaling. I also want to prioritize my slow mornings and working out when I want to, or taking a lunch or picking up my kids at school or whatever. And we lack the skill set of how to make those two things happen at the same time. And that's okay. That's literally okay. It doesn't have to be your zone of genius. The skill set that I am asking you to have and that you do already have is how to be resourceful and figuring out how to make that happen for yourself. I think to add to that, you are capable of figuring it out. I think that's the thing that's the part I want to add is like, you may not be enough with your current set of skills with your current knowledge base, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need someone to take over or you need someone to come in and save the day. You may need to learn and grow yourself. And that may take some time. It may take you investing in some things. It may take you being a part of a certain community to kind of access other people's knowledge, but it doesn't necessarily mean you need to offload. Because I've also seen situations where, and I've talked about how I really think integrators are bad news bears for businesses, especially at this stage, because I think sometimes we get in situations like this where oh, I just operationally don't, I can't, I don't know how to run it past a certain point. And so then you want someone to come in and like run the whole thing for you. But what you don't realize is like, you're still going to require new skills, even if you bring someone in to like have skills that you don't have. Like, are you really equipped to be a manager and a leader and give someone the true accountability they need so that you're not being led astray? Because what you don't need is a yes man or yes woman that's just like coming in and saying, oh, sure, I'll make that happen. And they're not pushing back on you. like. And truly, that's what we see time and time again of like the one employee that our service-based business owners have brought on when they just crested over six figures and they're wanting to grow. So they bring on someone who can duplicate themselves, which we have a whole episode one on death to integrator. You should definitely listen to that. And why hiring you 2.0 is a giant mistake. Those are definitely worth your time. But what we see is when people do that is you have your person and they're you 2.0. So they're doing all the things that you don't want to do. It's costing you more money, but it's not actually scaling you. And you're just getting someone like Abby was saying that yes person who's just validating every like sometimes shitty idea that comes out of your mouth because they don't actually know like what goals you want to have in your business or how you're running your business or what it takes to actually achieve those things. Even if they know what your goals are, they're just validating whatever you're throwing in their way because they want to do a good job. They're doers. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'll do that. 
they're coming in from a place, in my opinion, most of the time it comes from a place of service. Like they oh, have yeah. a desire to care, but you like brought someone in who maybe has a VA or entry level skill set. And you gave them autonomy of like a leadership position in your business, but they're not taking on a leadership role. You are asking them questions as if they have the autonomy and leadership skills and giving them stake where they don't have any. And then they're, because they don't know, are just validating everything you're saying. And you're like, sweet, they're going to do blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, ah, (laughs) We're like, okay, yeah, then it must be a good idea because this person who you are inadvertently treating like a partner, like an executive level person on your team when they're not. And I don't mean that to be like, they're not at that level. A, if you're not paying them that, stop asking them those questions. And if they're not literally vested in your company where they also have a risk like you do, then I don't give a shit what your opinion is. Like, if you're not the one in charge of keeping the lights on here, if it's not going to fall on you, then... Well, they usually don't have the full picture. Like, it might make sense to them with the information they have, but they don't see everything that's at risk because... And they're also just, like, gambling all of your money. Like, yes, I would say whatever idea you want is cool when you're the one who's going to be paying for it. Yeah. It's just like a... Stop it. You just need to go listen to that other episode. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, when it comes down to it, I want you to be clear here that you are capable of breaking the cycle. Yes. You may need to learn some things. Mm-hmm. But often this breaking of the cycle is a lot easier than you think. And Emily and I have a very clear, here's how you take a sledgehammer to it. Like... <laughs> I could break it for you in less than six weeks. I'm just saying probably three. And when you come out on the other side, people are always so surprised. I remember one of our clients when she broke this exact cycle, she got out on the other side and was like, damn, like I need a third of the clients I did before. I'm making twice as much money because she ended up keeping more than a third or whatever that she needed to like just replace. And she was like, wait, now that I have all this clarity, like I'm going to take a breather. And then six months later, she's like, you know what? Maybe I want some more now, but like she gave herself some space and time. Yeah. That is open and available for y'all. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah. (laughs) I want you to be able to experience and, you know, I could come up with some silly analogies of like, you wouldn't hire like this person to do brain surgery on you or this person to cut your hair. Right. And so I really want you to be mindful of the people who you're relying on within your business or even your inner circle of the feedback that they're providing for you of how that feedback is seeping in and actually shaping the decisions that you're making. I think one of the coolest things that we offer our clients and this word has been used a lot is the space to have a sounding board, an intelligent sounding board, one that has experience with this industry and the way that money actually comes in from clients, from contracts that aren't paid, from retainers, from everything in between. We know it really well. That's our expertise. And so I think really recognizing and filtering the information that you're taking in, in order for these specific decisions, I think is smart. 
Yeah, I mean, I would love to help you guys work through this and break through this and know that on the other side, like, we can let go of this cycle of not just not feeling like you have enough clients and not feeling like you have enough cash flow to have the team you want. But we can also let go of the feast or famine that comes with that cycle. Because when you're constantly feeling those two things, you're being pulled in a lot of different directions. And so you end up hustling and doing the work and selling your face off and you will make more sales initially. Like, cause it can be really motivating to be like, okay, I know if I get here, then I can get help. Or I know if I get here, then I can unlock X, Y, Z thing. And so you guys will work really hard to seek growth, but it's so short lived. And the next thing you know, you're in this dip. And I just want to talk about this dip for a second, because this dip not only does it suck financially, but it does so much to your brain that like, if you're not aware that this is happening, you can do some damage. Well, because you begin to make decisions based off that time and space of the dip without looking at the bigger picture. And so the thing that we, I mean, I feel like every coaching session, we remind our clients to look at not just this month or not just this client, But this quarter, this year, compare this year over to last year, give yourselves an actual bigger picture of what's really truthfully happening on an average in your business, not on a month to month basis. Because when the dip happens, which it absolutely will, if there's not, even if you create sustainability, 100%, you think that just like removing yourself from experience in the dips. If that's your only goal, you're missing out on the whole point of business. And I say this with such like fierceness because it's a lesson I had to learn and still sometimes have to remind myself of like today, this month, this quarter isn't the point. It's the overall picture of what are we doing? Where's the ship headed? What are the decisions we're making in order to create an even more sustainable future for our business and for ourselves and for our team? Right now might look different than the overall picture, but the ability to zoom out and really look at those pieces collectively is what's going to keep like the clarity glasses on. (laughs) So we're not burning it all down every time we get into a pivot or into a dip because when we want to burn it down and rebuild, the next mountain that you climb is taller and harder. And then the fall is greater. And then you burn it all down. You start over, you try something revolutionary new. So you don't fall into the valley again. We're not going to keep doing that. Funny thing is with it. I literally will hear people say the literal words, just burn it down. Like they get so frustrated. I might have said that a couple of times about our own business. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily go like it will go away when we get back up to the peak. But the thing we have to remind ourselves is like in the same way that there's seasons to things, the dip is a season in its own right, even if it's a very short lived season and the feelings are going to come back. Even if you have more knowledge, my goal though, is even if those feelings creep back, I want you to have a new set of tools to be able to analyze the past and see what has happened before and know, okay, right on the other side of this, here's what's coming for me. Right beyond this ledge, like I know X, Y, Z 
is going to happen. And you may know there are things you need to do to get yourself out of the dip. Because I'm not saying it doesn't take work. Because it's easy to say, oh, well, I'll just, you know, let life happen. And I'll just end up on the other side. No, I've seen a lot of people just like straight up give up and dip. And then it does fall apart. I'm not saying you don't have to work. But you don't need to work from this like scarcity fearful place, you can work from a, I am very clear that I am one client away and I just need to have a couple discovery calls. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. come at it from a fact-based thing. One of the exercises we do inside the incubator that I think is so helpful and our students, our clients know that it's coming, that oftentimes they will just say it before we even ask it. I'll be like, what are the facts? What are the feelings here? And before they even get started, they'll be like, okay, I have some facts and feelings to share. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, they'll just like I'm going to get out all the feelings first and then we can digest the fact. I'm like, yeah, let's, because they both deserve space, but yes. they deserve space together, not in a silo. The funny thing is, is more often than not, when they air them both, like we don't typically have to give a lot of guidance for what to do. No. They're usually like, Okay, I hear it now. Now uh-huh. that I've like physically said it out loud, uh-huh. yeah. I have the confidence in knowing what's next for me. Yep. And if you just need that space, like let us be that space for you. <laughs> yeah. And if you genuinely are like, no, no, I really don't know. Okay, well then come into a room full of people that are willing to help you figure it out. Yeah. It's my goal in life to just make more confident service-based business owners. Just like Let's lessen the despair. Let's lessen the scarcity. Let's understand that there are ebbs and flows to everything that we do. And you're a really kick-ass business owner and you're really good at what you do. And I want you to just get to enjoy more of the fruits of your hard work than having to stress out about it all the time. So let's chat. (laughs) DMs are literally always open over on Instagram at Boss Project. Drop us a line. Say hey. Let's chat. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creative shop, C-O-O-P. Dot com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.